Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss coming up today on the football ramble how often do you get to feel <laughs> smug while dressed as a banana you celebrate. that might be the only time yeah. in history would you rather <laughs> Mourinho went to Barcelona or Arteta unrelated has anyone had a big one out in Belfast remember when we had them on the run everybody welcome to the football ramble Mason March into the fifth round of the FA Cup at Newport County are out it's Monday 29th of Jan I'm Marcus Speller I'm Luke Moore and I'm Tim Campbell Everybody, it's Monday. We've still got the afterglow of that FA Cup fourth round. My goodness. My giddy aunt. It was a brilliant weekend of football, and I'm not surprised. I don't think Jim will be either to hear that your aunt was truly yeah. giddy. Yeah. I mean, I'm still flushed with excitement. She must be yeah. She must be sleeping off a very, very giddy weekend. Indeed, yeah. And yeah. I say this and my she a piss head or not? Yeah, pardon? She a piss head? Now. No, okay, right. I don't enough. think ever to be honest. No, fair you. enough. It's good to know. No, no, the, giddiness giddy is, on life. Is, is, the giddiness is just yeah. to do to excitement as you say, Jim, with, yeah. with regards to life. I don't think it's to do it's with, alcohol fueled. with alcohol or no. any other kind of no, thing that could do that to you. Yeah. Too much sugar, for example. No, yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, yes, yeah, so it was a great weekend and I say this, as I say, despite my team going out of the cup because sometimes you've got to look at the bigger picture here. Yeah. Finally, the pennies dropped. And, uh, Everyone, Marcus is looking at the big picture. Yeah, so we're going to start with um, England. 
Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, Harry Kane scored, didn't he? Um, no. Stop um, it. Yeah. Highlights of the weekend. I mean, we should all have the same highlight, really. Yeah. yeah. But let's have a, 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 a supplementary highlight as well to the, to the to the bleeding obvious. Luke Moore. Well, mine is Maystone related. Fine. And that is the uh, video footage of the of them in the clubhouse at the Gallagher, Gallagher Stadium, mm. which I've been. I, I could recognise it straight away. I've been there a bunch of times. And um, it's uh, them being really disappointed about the draw they got, yeah. specifically because um, at one point in that draw at half time in the Liverpool Norwich game, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, there were four teams left, and two of them were Maidstone and Man City. Yeah, and they got one of the stinkers. With with actually no respect to Coventry City or Sheffield Wednesday, that is a bad draw for Maidstone. Yeah, uh, it's another type of draw they've just navigated, mm. and they were all really deflated, really disappointed. George Lacobe included. Okay, we'll go. Into, we'll go. We'll talk about that in when we. we but it was it was just next. funny to see their reaction because what people were expecting, the reason it was being filmed, yes. was for one of those summer twenty eighteen pints going up in the air. Yeah. We've got Man City thing, yeah. and, and that never really happened. Um, it was a bit like when um, those posh girls always open their A-level results live on telly <laughs> and one of them's failed. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, I, I, yeah, I mean, it's not a failure, but it's... A, it's no, a, no it's she'll a still be absolutely fine. She'll, she'll be fine. She'll, she'll have, she'll have Jake a Jake Humphrey told me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she, she could be one of Jake's minions. Yeah. Uh, Jim. Uh, my highlight of the weekend was that the other uh, potential banana skin uh, that turned out to not be a banana skin at the weekend, of course, Newport County against Man United. Um, I know some fans go to these sort of games in fancy dress just because it's already a quite big, yeah. mad occasion. Why not just go go nuts? I was not expecting to see a man dressed as Vivian from the young ones. Um, <laughs> I in end of Newport County. It's the thought process for me. So was but, it Vivian? I, yeah, it was bit, oh, come on. He had studs in his forehead. Yeah, true. I thought maybe it was John Lydon. Okay, Johnny Rock. No, it was definitely But then, Vivian. as you say that, I thought, of course it was maybe Adrian Edmondson's character. Yeah, maybe he just looks exactly it's, like... It's the last 40 years of comedy not having I know, Newport. right? It's, it's such, a, such an interesting choice. It is a classic. It, it, it is a classic, but but why? And yeah. also, indeed, why not? The only, the yeah. only, the only, it's the only young one you can go as where people would know you were going as a character. Yeah, I think you so. might. If you're Neil, you just be a bit, just got long hair and you're a bit of a hippie. Yeah. Like, Rick's you, quite Rick's hard to scruffy, pull off. Scruffy, scruffy, and Mike's just a normal bloke. Yeah. So this is a great conversation for the younger listeners among us. This, <laughs> well, I mean, it is the young ones we're talking about. Exactly, yeah. they should be grateful. Very grateful yeah. indeed. Know your history. Uh, yeah. My highlight of the weekend, obviously, was Mason. But uh, on top of that, I'm going to say uh, Lionel or Lionel Mpassi. The uh, Democratic Republic of Congo goalkeeper slotting home the winning penalty, which we will talk about later. That little, little, what looked like a little, little grin, grin on his face yeah, as if yeah. to say, I've got this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the one who gets us to put us through to the quarterfinal. He was, he was doing a Michelle McManus. This is yeah. my moment. <laughs> Absolute Michelle from Pop Idol oh stuff. This I, is my moment. I never thought she'd get a mention. Mm. She's welcome here. Everyone she's, is. She's very it's a broad welcome church. here. It's, it's, it's a big mention, no yeah. doubt about that. Do we even need the Premier League? Look at nah. all the highlights we've just had. Not even not even nah. near the thing. Well, Jim, nah. we're going to start with... United saying. Yeah, we're going <laughs> to... We're going to start with Ipswich Town 1, Mesa United 2. Unbelievable stuff. Neither are Premier League sides. No. Ipswich may be next season, yeah. but then we'll be bored of them. <laughs> this is what we want. Um, and Maidstone, to put this into context, as those who know and those who don't know, they become the first club outside the top five tiers to reach the fifth round of the FA Cup since both Spartans did in 1978, when the Sex Pistols were alive. Yeah, and well, and yeah. well, they were. I think they were, they were still alive. alive. Yeah. As in, as in when they were very much uh, yeah, unseen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it is stunning stuff. This it really, because really was. This is not. Uh, 
when when you when you think about a cup set, you think of a side who maybe a, a league or two, and they're they're more than that above Maidstone, of course, but they're not doing very well. They may be relegation for Ipswich are on for promotion. They're yeah. having a great season, as we all know. And I just want to hammer that point home. Yeah, yeah. And Maidstone go there and win. It, it's absolutely glorious. Absolutely, it was. It, it was stripy jumpers, wasn't it? I, th- I think that's a touch harsh. Thirty-eight shots that yeah. Switch had, <laughs> but 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 not. They didn't create that much. Well, yeah, I, they, I, so so here, here, okay. Let me try and let me try and meet you halfway. I think Mason defended well. I don't think they were lucky. I think you're going to get battered for that by who? By listeners. Really? So I'm going to meet you halfway, and I'm going to help you out. I Just don't. Try. I don't need your help. Okay. Uh, Marcus has said what he said. He can stay with Jim. What do you think? I understand what you're saying. I think if you look at. Do you? Okay. Uh, so, you, because, so I'm out because here, a lot. No, no I, I mean, I understand what you're saying because right. a lot of those shots, the goalkeeper, um, a few of them straight at him. You know, a, a couple of those saves were, were pretty good, but they weren't sort of like spectacular. Yeah. There's one late on where that might have hit the post. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I kind of see what you're saying, but 38 shots to two also tells its own story, doesn't it? Like. Yeah. And this is the, the sickener about who they're getting in the next round because you've got to pull that off again. Yeah. And that's really, really tough. It's, it's very unlikely that they're going to go and take the, take the game to Sheffield Wednesday or Coventry in, in a sort of, in a reverse of that sort of performance, I yeah. think. So, so I, look, I'm, I'm being, when I'm, when I'm not being mysterious, I do kind of understand what you mean, but I think a lot of that was down to Ipswich's decision-making and their, and their kind of approach to the game. Mm-hmm. Like, I couldn't believe how panicked and rushed they were in the first half. Mm-hmm. And I, I was like, I was, I was watching it, I was thinking, that at half-time, Kieran McKenna has got to tell his team to calm down. Because apart from um, Sarmiento and Hutchinson, they were all very snatchy, very kind of quick. Mm. They kind of, the, the occasion really got to them. And they, they, they were making decisions which meant... It allowed Marcus your points to come to the fore. I think, which is shooting quite early, mm-hmm. wrong passes, trying way too hard, and Maystone needed to need to ride that luck, and they did do that. The goal, the first goal, basically came from nowhere. It's lovely. Goal. I, I couldn't believe that two players had made that run yeah. as an outlet because mm-hmm. that's such a gamble to do that when you're so far under the cosh, and then to take that one touch. I think first touch with his right foot, perfect. Perfect. Second finish with his left foot, Gorgeous. again amazing. And and then you think, okay, this is this is back to the wall stuff now. The uh, celebrations. What I loved is the different celebrations between the two goals. The first goal, it was like I can't believe we've actually scored. Yeah, it was yeah, brilliant. Yeah. And the second one was a big celebration, but there was that of oh, we've actually got the lead now. This is on. Yeah. I think that's the, yeah. the first goal is like, hey, we're, we're a part of this, isn't this fantastic? We've been yeah. given a good account of ourselves. The second one is brilliant. We're in front, and it's. Bloody hell, it's on. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's just a subtle difference. Don't get me wrong, there were jubilant scenes in both of them. I think I think also, I'm not sure this has been picked up, but I noticed on the second goal mm. that um, Sam Korn scored, if you watch the, the replay from behind, it's a slow motion replay, and he actually goes to play the ball in the far corner, mm-hmm. but the final second, it touches his standing foot. It does, yeah. And it's sl- and it's and then he ends up hitting it. I think accidentally into the other corner. Well, it did. That did occur to me. And as the well. keeper goes the keeper goes anywhere near it. So look, I mean, the goal's a goal, and he scored in the last round as well. And he's obviously a quality player, and he's having a time of his life. And I'm not trying to take that from him. I'm just saying, like a certain amount of events need to all fall in place at the same time for this kind of thing to happen. And I thought, I thought at one point, I was thinking Jeremy Sarmiento could beat this team on his own. He, 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 he just had <laughs> yeah. the run of the pitch. But and I know he scored. He was unlucky not to score another one. Uh, he hit, hit the woodwork, didn't he? It was just one of those days for, for Ipswich. 
I, I don't think that Kieran McKenna kind of managed this team very well, which is a kind of brave thing to say, I suppose, because they've been so well coached all season. He is highly rated, one of mm. the best young coaches in the country. I just don't think they approached it very well. Uh, and at any point, I think they could have just calmed down, started to keep in possession a bit more, knocking it about. I say keep possession more, they had about 80% possession, but they yeah. didn't really kind of do anything with it. Um, and so, look, it was one of those Haley's Comet type events. I'm very, very disappointed at who they've got in the next round. They could have had Man City, as I've said. It would have been incredible if they got them, but also horrific. But but the thing is, the thing about the, the potential Man City draw is, mm. and I, you know me, guys, I'm not trying to make it all about me, but I have actually played at the Gallagher Stadium. And the very idea that Man City come there for a competitive game, mm, it'll be, it be incredible. Yeah, but they want it to be away as well. Uh, yeah, from home that, yeah. against Manchester City, but I mean, if you, I, I, I think all things considered, I mean, they are going to play away at Hillsborough, which is a very famous old ground, of course, and Coventry's is a little bit newer, but still, you know, these are our grounds of prestige. I understand it's not quite what they wanted, but the interesting thing though is, if it's Manchester City. There's scenes of celebration because, oh my goodness, it's almost like we've got the payoff and that that will be the end of the road for us. We yeah. we can just go out and enjoy it because they can. Let's be honest, they're going, they would be beaten heavily by Manchester City if they weren't there. So just go out, soak up the atmosphere. There's Pep Guardiola stood over there. Yeah. You might come face to face with Kevin De Bruyne and, so on, against, and yeah, all that yeah, sort yeah, of business. Yeah. Against Sheffield, uh, Sheffield Wednesday uh, or Coventry City, it's... We've got to go again. But it's a different, yeah, it's a totally, totally different feeling because they've beaten Ipswich. Yeah. I, I, think, very I, think, uh, I think, you know, one thing I would also add to that is that Coventry City are a far better team than Sheffield Wednesday. Sheffield Wednesday yes. are actually a very poor side. So yeah, they want Wednesday because yeah. they're more likely to win. And also, it's, Hillsborough is a very yeah. famous ground to say you played there. I mean, if we can take it back to the sort of the glory, though, mm. let's not. Um, undermine what's been achieved here just because they haven't got the glamour time the next Absolutely round. Absolutely right. Yeah. It's a his, historic oh, win. Easily. Live yeah. on the BBC as yes. well at the weekend, which is a brilliant thing. That's the thing they have forever. Yeah. It's still an amazing, amazing thing to celebrate. They gave a great account of themselves as we saw. We saw the jubilation at full time. Mm. George Ella Kobe's brilliant. Lamar Reynolds was, was brilliant in the yeah. interview afterwards as yeah, well. Was. The pure, pure joy just mm. emanating off of all the of them. It's fantastic. We rolled down the um, <laughs> Maidstone yes. sort of flag awning. thing. The God, awning. Yeah. awning yeah. Yeah. So he was brilliant. If anyone missed is he that. okay? <laughs> yeah, I've not seen an update on that. There's a there's a fan who essentially just just rolls off of the second tier and like you see him disappear over the over the edge. So mm. don't know what happened to him. Hope he's all right. <laughs> Hope whoever he landed on is all right. It as wasn't well. a particularly long drop, by the way. We should say. I mean, of course, he could still hurt himself, but there's no reports of that. So at the at the time of recording, it just seemed like a a, a moment of sheer joy and jubilant yeah. celebration, and nobody was hurt. Do, do you think he? sort of overshot that or do you think he was always planning to roll off the edge because there's a point where you could interpret <laughs> yeah. it as either way it's like oh uh, you know what I'm going I'm going to give it one more and it will look funny or he's going oh Oh, I'm going again. <laughs> oh, I wasn't ready for this. Yeah, I official, don't know. We the, need to get comment from him. You sound a bit too unlimited then. <laughs> uh, the official um, l line is disconcertingly vague, which is he's not seriously injured. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Is a dislocated shoulder not a serious if injury? If someone calls you up, someone you've loved has uh, been involved in something, but don't worry, they're not seriously injured. You're still panicking. <laughs> yeah. You're still panicking. Yeah, what, what has happened? What's he done now? I know. Yeah. I, I, I'd like to think that uh, Big George ran over and caught him on his mm, way down. Yeah. You know, uh, Big George look after him. Big George was in great form man, before the game, wasn't he? Fine before, festival. during and after. Yeah. He is a class act, that man. He did a brilliant um, address of the Mason fans outside the ground before the game. 
talking about how together they are and and it was actually just a really nice thing i think he comes out of this with a lot of credit i think i'm pleased that more people know about him and what he's doing mm-hmm. than they did beforehand he's still a young man yeah exactly yeah. he's 37 and i think um the goalkeeper as well is um he's got his eye on the prize big time i love that they've got a brazilian around. goalkeeper yeah it's great who's who, two two appearances of brazil under 20s wow obviously great. a little while ago and he's been around the houses and he's, he's not played sort of top flight really uh, but he said post-match, I'm so happy I could help my teammates. We're in the hat again and hopefully I can get a move to the championship. <laughs> <laughs> he probably said it sort of half joking. But he was brilliant, the goalkeeper. Yeah, and, had to be. Yeah, but but it was it, it, he made some, some some very good saves. I don't think, I think for, for a lot of those shots which you touched on earlier, Jim, had you have let them in, that would have been a bit of an error. Yeah. But the fact is, still, you've still got to make them. You've still got to make and them. And it's easy for us to say that, isn't yeah, it? And Mason, yeah, and Mason, I think, a fourth in the, in, in, in the league. So they're not going to face 38 shots that often. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> they're not going it's a busy to... busy day at the office. Yeah, and he's got... The focus is, is it has to be there every ball he caught, every mm. punch he made. He had to do it all. And it was no wonder he was um, the man of the match. Uh, so it was it was wonderful uh, for him. But, I mean, George Elakobi said the win will bond his team together for life, and it's true. Mm. They, all these players will always feel connected in some way. Oh, this is the kind of thing that in 20 years' time, yeah. a kind of fixture like this will come up again in the FA Cup, and yes. they'll be showing this kind of stuff as a yeah. montage. That's right. And, and I love that, that Elakobi, when he was when the draw was made, as you said, there was a bit of a disappointment. He sat, stood in the middle of them all, yeah. just having a cup of tea or something. Yeah. Having a, a, he's, a, he's also shakes his head quite a lot when he sees they've got. He, he does have a little <laughs> shake of the head. He's thinking, oh, man. And I'm going to have to really, really watch loads of videos now. Yeah. Because again, <laughs> if it's Manchester City, you kind of go, lads, yeah. get out there. Yeah. Yeah. Do your stuff. Lads, it's us. It's us. <laughs> whereas, whereas now he's like, yeah, we're really going to have to, I'm going to be up all hours now beforehand yeah. because there's there's a, there's a tiny little chance they might go through. And it was nice to see, Jim, you talk about fancy dress. For obvious reasons, there was some uh, people dressed as bananas. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 you got to love that, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. Got, Especially when you put it off. But imagine though, if you're how a smug, do you, How often do you get to feel <laughs> smug while dressed as a banana? You celebrate. That might be the only time yeah. in history. Yeah, yeah. maybe. Yeah. I mean, but, but what I love though is if you're a Maidstone player and you want to kind of wind up the, the Ipswich players at 2-1 with the, as the clock sticking, you go, oh, lads, See them lads over there? Ooh, yeah. it's happening. <laughs> I also love they've got MUFC on their badge. I like that, yeah. <laughs> ah, but they're in, the, they're in the next round on the Stones. Yeah. And Big go, on the stones. go on the Stones. Go on the Stones. Uh, Wolverhampton Wanderers are in the next round. They beat West Brom at the Hawthorns 2-0. They beat uh, each other. Yeah, they? well, Jim, indeed. Yeah, I mean, mm. it was Wolves' first win at the Hawthorns in 1996. Obviously, the big story was the game being suspended for 38 minutes in the second half because of crowd trouble between... Uh, the two sets of supporters. It seemed that some Wolves fans were celebrating in the home end and some West Brom supporters then reacted to us to that and then there were fights in two different parts of the ground and police were, were involved. Referee took both teams off the pitch. Um, the, the, the particularly um, worrying thing about this was it happened quite near to the West Brom players' families uh, as well. And, I mean, Carl Bartley, Bartley was seen with his two children, you know, one in arm, one in his arms, walking away from it all. Yeah. And you think, bloody, that, I think that really brings it home mm. uh, with these scenes because one can sort of, look, it's, it's, it's horrible to see anybody fighting, of course, but when you see these sort of fully grown men going at it, it's, 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 it's horrible. But then when you think, oh, hang on a minute, it's not just fully grown men at yeah. football. Yeah. Um, and even if it was, it would be bad enough. And you kind of go, piss in Nora, lads. You know? Yeah. I haven't seen, um, I might be wrong, but I haven't seen that kind of thing happen, such a high-profile game in this country mm-hmm. 
for, since I can remember, actually. I, I mean, there remember. may well be examples, but I know I what you mean. Really. I can't think of yeah, any. There's, if well, there's, there's, you would think there'd be an obvious one that would come that comes to mind, and there, there just isn't, is there? And it's a shame because we were talking um, last week about uh, this being a, being a derby that's perhaps mm-hmm. underappreciated, sort of outside of the area, mm-hmm. and how there's a lot riding on it, and it's really, really sort of fiercely contested, and that um, has been hugely overshadowed. You know, the, that it should be a positive thing that you get these games that really, really matter that aren't sort of more widely known. But this just is. Yeah. It just paints it in a really, really sad light now. Yeah, we, we talked, didn't we, last week about how, you know, there was, when these get teams have played each other, there's been situations where West Brom fans are about to be put in certain parts of the stadium mm-hmm. to accommodate them and stuff. And then yeah. there's a joke, they left all these Tesco carrier bags on the seats because that's what Wolves fans call them. And yeah, and, and I think there's, I, I, the rivalry between football clubs, particularly local football clubs, is a really important part of the fabric of the game. Like, it's a really mm. interesting, exciting fun part of the game part of what makes it matter right absolutely and mm. I think but when you get into the fall into the kind of doldrums of you know just grown men who've had too much to drink yeah. and probably a bit of toot like fighting each other for absolutely no reason over a football match it's just it's a bit like come on lads mm. what are we doing well, I, I think the know? older I've, you know, there have always been unsavoury scenes and I've always it always makes me feel you know horrible when, when you see it but I think even more so when you get older you just think yeah. What on earth are you playing? Yeah, why, do, why do you want to involve yourself in anything like that? Mm. I can't believe there were that many fans in the home end, to be honest. I can't think of anything worse than that. Mm. Like just the the, the constant but edge. You, but you don't know how... The thing is, you don't know how these things can can spiral though I've, I've been in state stands plenty of times but there's yeah. like little localised fights and things like that I was in the I was in the Portsmouth then right by the Sunderland fans for the EFL Trophy Final a yeah. number of years ago and there were little pockets of things happening mm. all the time. I think I might have said it on the show shortly after. Yeah, it was actually quite a little bit frightening because there were mm-hmm. like because it was a Portsmouth game up at Wembley. There was lots mm. of different types of people there, yep. and so you had like quite elderly couples and stuff mm. being like thrown around and stuff. Mm. And it was it was like you shouldn't it shouldn't be happening. So I think that stuff does happen a lot more than people think. We had the um, we had a Millwall related thing at Wembley not that long ago as well, mm-hmm. didn't we? Which was, the scenes were pretty ugly then. But for this to, to 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 overflow to the point where the referee has to stop the game and take the players away, yeah, um, it's it's worrying. It's not ideal. But when you talk about the um, how many fans there were, Jim, I think it doesn't really take an awful lot in a confusing environment for a few to chuck them oh, no, their I, weight around and it starts to escalate. But that's what I mean in terms of I can't understand the appeal of spending your afternoon sort of behind enemy lines like that it's yeah. it's a particular type of personality that sort of mm-hmm. wants to be among that sort of chaos you're because obviously you're, you're hoping your team are going to win and you're going to be set amongst yeah. the enemy it's yeah. it's I mean, yeah. you, can, you can sit in 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 the opposite section but if you just kind of watch the oh, game sure, and, you, and, you, and you know you can control yourself and all that kind of stuff because you want to see the game think, of football think, whereas if you're you're there and you punch in the air and you're making mm-hmm. it quite obvious to everybody i just i, I look, we we're probably not going to go too deep on this because we don't actually know the detail at this point and then you know and and yeah the game can, can was finished and you know, that that's how it goes and i'm sure there'll be punishments dished out and, the, and they should be appropriate punishments but i think there's a certain amount of um you know the british the english psyche around why young men who are full of aggression feel they need to kind of ex, you know Kind of behave in this in this type of way. I think like young men in this society are infantilized and 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 they have a lot of you know, a lot of pressure on them and that kind of stuff. I'm not making excuses for it, but like it does seem to be things that have it seems to be something that happens a lot all around the country, and it may not be reported because you know they're not televising a game between mm-hmm. whoever. Like you know, for example, mm-hmm. Port Vale and Portsmouth, a fan ran on the pitch. That game tried to chase the referee. Yeah. This kind of stuff does happen all the time. I think it's shocking that it's happened live on TV to the point where a game's had to be stopped. Um, 
and it really does. You know, it's a reflect. You know, football football stadiums can be a reflection of society, and I think it's it's worrying for us because it's a wake up call because we think, oh, the dark old days of the eighties are over, which of course they are. But there's still are, there's still there's problems. There's, you know, access to to um to cheap drugs. People you know, getting as drunk as they can, even though the game kicks off in the morning. Yeah. You know, all these things play into it. Um, I don't know what to do about it. I mean, it's probably a societal problem rather mm. than just a football one. We should mention the actual game itself because the game of football did happen and it did conclude and Wolves, as I say, went through 2-0. Yeah, a little uh, bit of extra quality, I think. Uh, yeah, I mean, having... West Brom um, weren't too bad. Well, no. they started really strongly, didn't they? Mm. But with Pedro Neto and, and old uh, Matez mm. Cunha in there getting the goals. I mean, it's impressive. they're two quality players. Impressive that Neto's hit the ground running after being out for a little while as yes. well. He's a really, really good player. Mm. Yeah, yeah but there was um, a good little flash... There's another little flashpoint on, um, on the pitch between Carl Bartley and one or two Wolves players players he kind of body checks someone don't think um, Craig Dawson was too happy about it he won't be um, obviously as an ex-West Brom player yeah. and there was a lovely moment there's actually <laughs> quite a, Dawson it's actually quite a lovely moment when um, <laughs> when Jose Sarr um, was um, looking he obviously Jose, Jose Sarr had got to got to the Hawthorns and was looking around he still had his training kit on and um, and he saw a picture in the tunnel of, of Craig Dawson who's now his teammate doing something for West Brom like a, as like a legendary player, and he obviously had no idea that Craig Dawson played for West Brom. So he took his phone out, and started taking a video. Of it. <laughs> I was like really pleased with himself. No. It was quite, it's quite, quite sweet, really. It is quite nice. And we're also having a decent season. They're they're eleventh in in the Premier League, and it should be first, I think, as well. <laughs> given all the points that they've missed. Out well, on. I mean, it, 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 they, they could be higher um, if that if maybe decisions went their way. I mean, there's a lot of teams between sixth and eleventh uh, packed in there. There's only six points. Uh, between them so you know a win and a few results going their way they could go up a few places but in terms of the FA Cup itself um, I mean if you if you look at the draw Wolves themselves um, have Brighton uh, at home well, that was an absolute stinker last time yeah. around uh, th- so yeah, that, but we covered that one yes we did yes. it's nil nil it's that, fucking that, terrible they owe us big a, time a good game now they've got a tough draw there but it's it's not ridiculous for, for either of those sides to think they'll both be like okay we'll take that yeah, yeah. And I think Marcus also sort of talking about um, going deep in the competition. I'm talking about absolutely no, and, and both teams, as you rightly say, will mm. think they've got a chance. You, you know, talking about that game, which was nil nil the last time they played in the league, um, Wolves, Brighton, and Wolves. Um, Tommy Doyle was sensational in that game in that nil nil. He kind of ran the show for a young midfield player, and obviously he's on loan from Manchester City, and he was excellent as well. I thought against West Brom, and I was hearing on the radio over the weekend that he might be available for permanent transfer for something like five million. Wow. I mean, he looks like an he looks like just one of those amazing, technically brilliant, positionally mm. superb, out of the Man City Academy types. Yeah. And they should be snapping Man City's hand off if he's available because I think he's only twenty two now. As he plays more and more first team football, I think he could be a real asset for them. And he's been a, a key part of what they've done recently, in my view. Yeah. All right, everybody, coming up in the second half, we've got uh, Newport County, a mammoth penalty shootout in the Africa Cup of Nations. And we are going to link Jose Mourinho to the Barcelona job. <laughs> See you in a moment. <laughs> I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. 
Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them, and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash ramble. Someone in the background just goes, crap! <laughs> <laughs> Booing. Yeah. Booing and draw. Yeah. Thanks to Friend of the Ramble, Ethan, for choosing that clip. You become a Friend of the Ramble too by heading over to patreon.com forward slash football ramble. You'd be absolutely crazy not to, quite frankly. That was basically United fans obviously finding out they'll play Sheffield Wednesday or Coventry rather than the uh, Man City, Man City that they wanted. <laughs> um, it's time for an update on the Football Ramble Acker with Betfair. Every weekend we're playing a, uh, placing a £10 Acker on four matches, 90 markets across the football where any winning bets are paid out at 90 minutes so you don't need to worry about any stoppage time drama ruining your bet. It wasn't easy this week because FA Cup and you've got to try and pick a... Um, Pick, pick a bunch of winners, of course, and who knows what, what teams are going to be put out and all the rest of it. Uh, Marcus, you had Spurs to beat Man City. Yeah. Now, you, you you weren't successful there, and normally I would use that as a stick to beat you with, but uh, it's a brave move. Thanks. I thought it was a brave move. Um, mm. It didn't come off, but they weren't too far away. Very late goal by Man City, obviously. Finally scoring at Spurs. Yes, yeah, seeing, seeing that for them. Uh, Jim, you went Bristol City to beat Nottingham Forest. Uh, a friend of mine was at this game. Apparently, he said it was one of the worst games he's ever seen. That's a shame. Uh, and it was a, dr- a nil-nil draw. Yeah. Um, but you are the you are the real victim here. I, I was, yeah, I think so. Yeah, so um, they've let me down there. At least you've turned up today because Andy picked Everton versus Luton Town uh, and Luton won. Mm. <laughs> and Andy's rushing out. Luton just can't win it at Everton again. That they did. Yeah, they they won it with a broken hand as well. Yeah, they yeah. did. Exactly. All of them had a broken hand. <laughs> Every single one of them. Uh, and the final game, I picked Leicester to beat Birmingham. Leicester did did win that game but it's yeah. not, not much of a surprise really but um so that's one out of four um so we'll we'll go back in again on friday for for, for another run up at it mm. uh, remember with betfair this season when you place a bet on their match or 90 markets you will get your winning bet paid out in full 
at 90 minutes. Newport County 2, Manchester United 4. They had them going. They, they did. really did. That's all going. Oh, they really, really did. That's all you can ask for, really. When they go 2-0 down to a Premier League side who looked mm. utterly determined not to make a, a song and dance out of this. Yeah. But they got dragged back in by the magic of the car. Oh, my favourite bit about that was at 2-all, when it, everyone's thinking, surely this can't happen. Presumably yeah. even the Man United players. They did absolutely get sucked into it. You had Rafael mm. Varane just hoofing balls <laughs> yeah. back into the mix. I'm just thinking, what are you doing? When, 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 so good. When Anthony scored May United's third, he like sank to his knees and started pointing <laughs> to the sky. Yeah. <laughs> and that's like his, the first goal he scored for about 16 months. Yeah. But uh, I don't know how much it is. 31 games. It's his first goal of the season, I think. Pretty sure of that, mm. yeah. 31 games, is yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Um, but I just thought, mm, this is a bit like when Ganacho had been like shushing like lower yeah, league teams yeah. when he scores against them in the cup exactly as well. Exactly that, yeah. But, but the incredible part of it, as you guys just touched on, is that I was watching this game in the kitchen while I was cooking and uh, they score the goal seven, seventh minute and the thirteenth minute. And you thought, okay, well that's that. Oh, yeah. so many people would have turned it off. I was thinking about turning it off, and then thousands would have done. And then it was incredible the way they battled back. And I would say you have to give. I know it's only Newport County, and you know, but given the history that's gone with Newport County in these yep. cup competitions, yeah, yeah, yeah. you get paid back two 0 Let's be honest, it's fucking dark yep. because the yeah. floodlights are shit. It's, it's a strange ground, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I, always, yeah. I always think that... They um, need credit for coming back again, I think, reacting. Yeah, 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 totally, yeah. And it was a great hit from uh, Morris. I mean, I takes a slight deflection, but still. Oh, the commentator went way over the top, didn't he, before he realised? Yeah. yeah. That's the best goal you'll see anywhere in any competition <laughs> at any level. It's... And I think Danny Murphy goes, oh, I think it took a deflection. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> it's, it, it was... It, that. I mean, when that goes in, because, of course, when Manchester United go 2-0 up, you're expecting them to, to kind of go on now and, and, and win it comfortably. But of course, you know, at half time you think 2 1, mm, okay, yeah. okay, we've got, we've got to go. And then, and then two minutes after, obviously, Evans, who was brilliant up front. But they flew out the blocks in the second half. Yeah, so did. clearly, Graham Coughlin said to them, look, don't do the first, in the second half what you did in the first half. Don't be intimidated. Don't play, give them too much respect. Go for it because they are, I mean, United are soft centered. I mean, yeah. Casemiro, for example, playing midfield. Looks like, doesn't look like he's in the best shape, hasn't played a lot of football. United are a kind of team where the narrative takes over as soon as you let it. And he probably thought, if we can get out there yeah. and just scare them in the second half, they might start to retreat into themselves a bit mm-hmm. and then we've got a chance. And of course, they score a great goal, actually. Yeah. Um, and then I think, I think after that, to be fair to them, they just kind of run out of steam. Yeah. But it was, I said on Friday, I sniffed something here. Yeah. And I think... There was enough there to sniff. Well, there? Oh, definitely. I, th- I think yeah. you had a good old sniff. And I think it wasn't that, like uh, a 6-0 battery. No, no, no. And, and Mimate, who I, I, I spoke about on, on Friday, who's the 1912 mm. Exiles Newport County podcast, said this as well on the radio. Mm. And he was talking about this and saying, I, I tell you, there's, there's something about this. Um, but he also, we, we spoke about sometimes when uh, lower league teams play Premier League sides and we're like, mess the pitch up a bit. And so yeah, yeah. Well, apparently Newport County's pitch is very good. Yeah. Um, but he was on the radio and, and Big Alan Brazil was talking about, um, you know, the Ford Evans, who was a dairy farmer, working his family's yeah. dairy farm. That was a few years ago, though, wasn't only, it? only two years ago. Right, okay, yeah. And he said, well, he might want to herd his cattle over the, uh, <laughs> over the pitch before Let the Let him graze. Yeah, exactly. yeah, that, that'll sort it out. Yeah. The, 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 it was sort of the opposite. Get Robbie Fowler the, uh, on there. <laughs> <laughs> Cow eating the grass. <laughs> it was sort of the opposite to the Maidstone and, and Ipswich game wasn't it in that every time United went forward you felt like they were going to score yeah it, it was much it more seemed, open than that yeah game. very much so yeah you, I think you, you could see the quality and ultimately you know they did have a little bit of a scare but it, it, they, it was always there for them to just wrap it up although there were some in, enjoyably shit passes from Anthony which I think we could all get behind <laughs> I, I, I said to you guys uh, I mean obviously obviously he scored about 25 minutes from the end but I honestly thought he looked shit yeah like mm. he looked shit 
And it's it's like it's incredible fall from grace. Um, the amount of money he came for, which you know, admittedly isn't his fault. But clearly, there's an element of this where Tan Hag has said, particularly with the issue that happened with Rashford, which I'm sure we'll come on to. Um, he said to Anthony, he's obviously said, this is the game for you. Because in a big game, you know, a big Premier League game, Anthony doesn't start the game. He, yeah. he, he doesn't, I mean, when I was, I don't think he started against in the Spurs game at home, which I was at. Mm. Um, he's not a player that, that Ten Hag, despite essentially, you know, bombing Jaden Sancho out of the club and, and dropping 100 million euros on him, he doesn't seem to trust him at mm. the moment. So he trusts him against Newport. And I honestly, honestly thought for the first 45, 50 minutes, he's just like, his attitude is disgusting. Like he, he seems offended by everything. He doesn't want to be tackled. He doesn't want to be booed. He doesn't want people to chant about him. I mean, he's 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 you know you know we've heard and read all the stuff off the pitch, but which is going on with Anthony and you know there's a lot of dark clouds around Anthony at the moment. To, you know to try and, and I just don't think. But, he's... You, but if you look at what he did at Ajax, I mean, you know, two league winners medals in in the in the sort of the two and a bit years he was there, he played yeah. big parts in both of them, chipping in with goals and a lot of performances. I mean, he has 16 caps for Brazil. Um, he's still only 23. He's obviously a player, hence the high price tag and so on. Mm. I mean, okay, 100 million seems a bit over, over bloated and so on. Something's happened, um, or some things have happened. And I know yeah. there's the obvious one that you know we won't talk about. Um, although the Newport County fans certainly did. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. You know, and and it, it, what is the solution here? I, I get a feeling with Anthony, though, despite all that stuff, which I, yeah, I, I broadly agree with. He doesn't seem like the kind of character like, a, and I'm not saying he's as good as Cristiano Ronaldo because he isn't, but with Cristiano Ronaldo, it was like the fans would get on his back and he'd get a lot of stick all the time. But there was also a feeling in the back of the fans' mind that this is going to make him better. Yeah. This is going to fuck us up. Mm. This is going to come back to haunt us. And you look at Anthony and he seems to be able to be got at by not just um, other players who are playing against him, but by fans. They seem to be able to get in his head really easily. And, and he is... He is looking like he might not have much of a future at the club, which is incredible given that everyone, there's so many, so much of this happening at United. Yeah. Uh, but at least he was there, Jim. At least he was Marcus there. Marcus Rashford wasn't there. No, he was ill, but also it's an recovering matter. at Carrington, <laughs> yeah. which is a strange, strange <laughs> system they've got in place. Yeah. I've got, I've got flu. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah. Get down the flu room then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah recovering. Um, I mean, look. He's having, a, I'll tell you what he's having. A massive grab bag of Walker's salt and vinegar and a Lucas <laughs> is what he's having. Yeah. Imagine footballers get those um, like IV drips you can get. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I'm sure. I'm I imagine sure they they've got very, very, yeah. very good, Jim, let's I, be honest, hangover cures. Yeah. <laughs> Unrelated. Has anyone had a big one out in Belfast before? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Was it two nights in a row? That's what the reports say. Those are the rumours, aren't they? That he was out in Belfast. I love that it's Belfast as well. Normally it's like some place like Dubai or if they're particularly um, quick and outlandish, it's like Vegas or something like that. Belfast is close enough, certainly if you're a footballer that can charter a private jet or whatever, that you might think, you know what, I can pull this off. I can do this. I I can do this with no sleep. Man United players flew to (laughs) Cardiff from Manchester before the game on a 21-minute flight. There's Jim Ratcliffe. I mean, that's disgusting. It's absolutely disgusting. So... That's yeah. Jim Ratcliffe. Did, Ratcliffe uh, did, did Rashford get on the wrong one? He went to Belfast instead. <laughs> <laughs> it's not diverted because of the storm. <laughs> oh, yeah, um, what, what is worth just pointing out very quickly is the uh, is the, the sheer amount of issues and and almost like, I mean, scandal's probably too long, too strong a word, but controversy, I suppose, around individual players at Manchester United at the moment. Shanso is another one. I there. understand that, um, that United is a club that has all that attention on it. But, you know, there's been stuff being said about... Um, uh, Anana, of course, Sancho, Rashford, um, 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's like quite a lot of players. The problem is, if they do get some sort of harmony in the dressing room, Rat- Ratcliffe is going to think they're unionising and just crush that. <laughs> <laughs> they can't win. They've already got a union. <laughs> They've got a massive union already. Yeah, it's well, the easiest look, job in the world, the club, right, that union. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's really difficult because all of our members are on 50 million a year. <laughs> yeah. Well, Newport manager um, Graham Coughlin um, is a big Manchester United fan mm. um, and, and he's enjoyed supporting them over the decades, it's fair to say. He certainly wasn't supporting them when they played his side and he made sure that his family wasn't supporting them as well. He said, support me or I'm locking you out of the house. <laughs> he said, uh, if, if the wife starts supporting them, then she's out. And I was like, all right. It's a bit hard. Do we know <laughs> if they managed to sleep in the house? Last night? <laughs> it's a complicated one. I, I assume so. I assume so. Um, but did you see he was given a bottle of wine by Rick Ten Hag after the match? And Ten Hag uh, was saying that Sir Alex Ferguson himself has, um, has hand No, he this said, get, can you hold this for me? Because otherwise Rafa's going to get hold of it. Look, Ten Hag was obviously doing a nice thing and he was saying, you know, again, you've supported Manchester United since probably the 80s or maybe even before, you know, Alex Ferguson's the main man. There you go. And what did he say? I drink. I, I don't drink wine. I drink Budweiser. He said. It's like, yeah. oh come on. But Ten Hag gives him lifeline after lifeline. Yes, he, he does. Like, well, maybe your wife will like it, or yeah. maybe you'll like it. It's really nice. It's been handpicked. Nah, it's, nah. No, I love absolutely it. not. Is that? Is that just? Is, is Ten Hag this this week? Is this why everyone yeah. runs over him in the, in, in the club? No wonder they got disciplinary issues. He's trying yeah. to give someone a gift. Trying to give someone a bottle of wine. Shift but no. I, I love that. I love that Ten Hag's reply was. He looked at me. Went. Really? Yeah. American beer? Yeah, yeah he did, yeah. <laughs> and then the, 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 he tried the Grolsch. <laughs> the camera cut. And, but actually what happened after that was Graham Coughlin um, just poured the bottle of wine into a stew while staring at him really <laughs> quickly. said, I'm cooking with this. I thought you were going to say he torpedoed it. That would have been good. Um, yeah, so uh, poor old Ted Hag. Um, but his side are through to the next round of the cup. But it was... It's, it's, it's been a good run for Newport County and they gave a good, of them, a good account of themselves as well. And of course, with that takeover... Uh, with with Hugh Jenkins, you know the club have been struggling financially. Well, of course, a third round uh, proper winner does get one hundred and five thousand pounds. That's not bad, is it? It's, mm. Which is more than the League Cup winner. Yeah, that's Lester crazy. Forget, you know that'll do you. That'll do you, Anthony, for a week. For a weekend. <laughs> do you know how much the final, the, the FA Cup final winners get? Go on. Two million pounds. Yeah. Mm. Compared to the one hundred thousand pounds in the League Cup. Yeah. When we, that is that, that's bad. Yeah. But when's the last time a club that could? I mean, everyone could, obviously can do with two million, two million pounds. But when was the last time a club that would really benefit from that mm-hmm. amount of money won the FA Cup? Portsmouth. Yeah. And what they do with it? Well, <laughs> yeah. we, 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 we're yet to find yeah. out. <laughs> I love Our the Sol fact, Campbell. I love. <laughs> I love the fact that the first round proper winners get £41,000 in, in the FA Cup. Hmm. Fulham will have made twenty five grand from the League Cup this season. Yeah, and they got to the semi. <laughs> oh, yeah, they got dear. extra gate receipts from the game and all that kind of stuff. Though. Well, yeah, the, yeah, there's, a, there's, a, there's a chat there. Um, let us move on to Liverpool yeah. 5, Norwich City 2. Jürgen Klopp beat his best man, David Wagner, in his first game since Friday's announcement. And I'll tell you something, since Friday's announcement, it really has hit Liverpool fans hard. And you, you, yeah. you can understand why. A mate of mine who's a big Liverpool fan was like, I just didn't know what to do with myself. Mm. Yeah, I guess most of them haven't experienced this um, this side of Liverpool, I suppose, as adults, right? Because they've, they've, obviously they've got this huge standing in the game. They've, they've won an amazing amount of things. There's so much history there. And part of what makes Liverpool um, so... United is, for want of a better term, yeah. is um, <laughs> unique it's together. Yeah. But it is that history and that shared history, isn't it? Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, certainly when it comes to league titles, a lot of them have had to wait a very, very long time. Yeah. So this is the first time they've had this this situation that happens at the end of any great legacy. Um, 
with a title to its name. So Don't worry, I, I imagine the, um, absolutely gutted. The Wagner group will do you a solid. <laughs> yeah, it's an underarm <laughs> throw. Yeah. If so, there was one, so what we'll do, we'll play a really high risk strategy for you yeah. at Anfield, uh, and you'll probably yeah. notch up five. Uh, you'll yeah. get, we'll get Nunez firing far again, <laughs> and Van Dyke can come on to a stand the ovation. <laughs> Marshall Ashley Barnes. Yeah, yeah, and score, and score an unmarked header uh-huh. just after he's come on. Yeah. From and practically the, outside yeah. the box as well. Yeah, which exactly. Is great. Well, it was miles out. But can our gaffer get a picture with you and hugging him at the end? Yeah, 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 yeah no problem. Cheers, yeah. No problem. Um, David Wagner's turned into a bit of a silver fox as well, hasn't he? He has, yeah. It suits yeah. him. It does. Yeah, he looks great. No, I like it. Um, Very I, sexy. I also particularly enjoyed, while we're being cynical, I also particularly enjoyed um, Jürgen Klopp's quote. He was asked after the game about the reception he received and stuff. And he said something that at the time I thought was very sweet where he said, we don't want to be worrying about the old fella knocking about on the sidelines. It's not about me. Yeah. And then I read about 10 minutes later that he's agreed that a TV documentary crew could follow him around for his last few months <laughs> yeah. in charge. Which is it, Jürgen? Yeah. You either want the attention or you don't want Well, uh, yeah, but that, I mean, that will that will be released after he's left though. Yeah. Oh, but he's still, he's still, it's no, still, no, they're not it's, live streaming. <laughs> it's not about me. Unless you've got a documentary crew, then we'll talk well, about it. Well, to be fair, he has vetoed Fly on the Wall documentaries before. Because of Brendan Rogers. Because of Brendan yeah. Rogers, yeah. He kind yeah. of ruined that. Jürgen Klopp needs to get a big portrait of himself quickly up on the wall before above that the, happens. Above the mantelpiece, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think the, the danger now for... Um, maybe it's a little silly to say that Norwich have found themselves a victim of this because they were probably always going to get battered. But... Um, I think the danger for other teams is to get sucked into the sort of like victory lap idea. It was like uh, the Steven Gerrard farewell tour. Remember that? Yeah. That was similar, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, this is the last time. Like yeah. you'd, you'd be watching t- BT Sport or whatever and they'd, they'd open the, the thing with, oh, this is the last time Steven Gerrard's going to play at the Hawthorns. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Who cares? No yeah. one cares. Well, Great player, it. but no one cares. You've got to make sure that you don't get sucked into that and that you don't give them too much respect because of it. Because, you, you know, they're a brilliant team anyway. You can't give them any sort of extra edge and this might do that. Spoil the party. Indeed. Well, yeah. but it could be there it could be a ploy it could be like we're going to going to swing the board with it we're going to tap into the emotion yeah. and then we're going to change our mind in the summer that would be quite something it would be mm. i think we'd look at the wolf of wall street gif <laughs> but it was it was it was yeah it was a it was a um <laughs> it was a really really comprehensive performance by liverpool i know that norwich kind of got a couple of goals themselves but realistically i mean they played as i said at the top of this such a high risk strategy and i understand you get caught between two stools because you're not going to completely rip up your your philosophy and and your style of play just because you, know, you don't want to get battered at Anfield because you, you, the players need to be in that kind of mode. But at the same time, you don't have to take every single risk. It's not so, the tactical systems don't have to be so rigid that you can't do anything other than just take loads of risks all the time. Yeah. And they just kept doing that, particularly early on. And I thought it was going to be an even longer day than it ended up being in the end. Mm-hmm. Um, 5-2 doesn't look terrible, does it? Given that you know Norwich have been on the end of some real batterings by Liverpool over the years, so it was just—I I just thought it was a bit of a shame. Mm. A little word on uh, James McConnell in the centre of the pitch. Another mm. one Liverpool mm. have got lovely assist. Yeah, he look, I, I tell you, he—he he looks great. They've got some other, got some really good young players coming through actually, which it's, is a real um, comfort to people who are going to be gutted that that that, um, mm. that Klopp's leaving because he seems to—it's not just him; it's the kid Bradley as well. Quance is getting a lot of time. Yeah. I mean, you can oh, even chuck, chuck it in Curtis Jones. I know he's been there for a little bit. He's really hitting the straps now, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's a real, real boon, isn't it? It seems real, really sudden. Quance's obviously been playing for a bit longer, but you know these these kids are news to me. Um, <laughs> but they look really, really accomplished already. Yeah, Bradley in particular, especially with you know Trent Alexander Arnold looking like he might play in midfield more regularly, looks like someone who can genuinely step in and be ready pretty much now which well, is so impressive and this is the thing that Klopp will leave that squad in a very very good place for yeah. whoever comes yeah. in next it's, it's interesting there's been a little bit some cynical takes on it that are saying that obviously Mo Salah is uh, is is going to be very very difficult to replace Alisson's getting on etc oh. etc 
But I think um, I think that's a little bit wide of the mark. Well, it's well, it's yeah. it's. I think Allison's got five years, isn't he? He's only mm. 31. He's a goalkeeper. Yeah, uh, but also as well that, that Klopp is playing Kelleher in games. Now, if he's yeah. the man to take over from Allison or not, um, you know, Liverpool do have a few quid. It might right. not be Man City yeah. kind of money, but they've spent big, um, yeah. as all the, the, the big sides do. So again, he's leaving yeah. that, he will leave that squad in a very healthy place, which yeah. is not always the case. Van Dyke could be another one that will And, and again, as, as Jonathan Wilson put in his, 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 he was talking about in his piece in The Guardian, he leaves them when they, they should be on the up. Mm. Well, they are on the up. I mean, whether they'll win the trophies or not, they're on the up. Whereas you can't say the same about Ferguson, really. No, uh, I, I don't want to be too harsh on Ferguson there, but but they weren't on the up, and 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 Wenger's another one as well. So you know, but, but Klopp hasn't done the same job at Liverpool that Ferguson did at United. No, uh, that's not what I'm saying. I'm mm. talking about leaving squads in, in healthy places and yeah. so on, which is which is what he's done. That article that you're talking about, Jonathan Wilson's article in the Guardian, used a picture of Jurgen Klopp where he was sort of leaning down over a football, and it looks like when you see a picture of someone meeting a quacker on holiday in Australia. He's just, he's got so much joy on his face and he's literally just looking at a football. He yeah. loves it. It's beautiful. Yeah. That's, that's, the, that's the secret. He was pleased to see Andy Robertson back. He was. Yeah. Well, everyone was. I think, yeah, he's been injured for a while, of course. Yeah. You know, since October. Three months, Crazy. I think. Yeah. And there was another 5-2 drubbing in the, in the uh, FA Cup fourth round, as we mentioned earlier. Brighton beat Sheffield United 5-2 at Bramall Lane. Joao Pedro, Joao Pedro, more like, <laughs> uh, bagged a hat-trick to take him to 18 goals a season, just one behind Erling Haaland. It's Although incredible. Haaland has, yeah. you know, again, that, that shows how good he's been because he's been injured for flipping ages. Yeah. Uh, but he's more, he scored more penalties than any other player from Europe's top five leagues in all competitions this season. Ten. He's got ten yeah, penalties. ten penalties. That's, that's a real testament to how Brighton play and how much... Um, Presence they have in the other team's penalty area, isn't it? Mm. Um, that was a good. That was a great result for Brighton. Obviously, it was good to see old uh, that guy Welbs get on the t- on yeah, the score sheet late from an outrageous angle, really, as well. Well, they're in the hat, of course, um, and and they'll be playing Wolves. Which I think it's probably the tie of the round. I mean, Luton Man City is obviously an all Premier League affair. You never know what Robbie Edwards could come up with, of course. Um, but looking around, you know, if, if you are, you know, Liverpool, even Newcastle United, um, the winner of Chelsea versus Aston Villa, you know, they are playing uh, uh, sides who are in a division below them in the next round. Well, there, there will be Premier League scouts because there's there's a couple of games, uh, a couple of teams playing each other. Really, you'd fancy it, wouldn't you? If if I mean, Manchester City are the ones there. They're still in the cup. It, it, you know, a lot of these teams, all of these teams would have wanted Spurs to do everybody a favour. They couldn't yeah. quite do that. Um it's. I, I think this, this. I get the impression it's a little bit more open. My, um, my my thoughts on the draw are kind of as follows. I think if Wrexham can get past Blackburn tonight, it's a big if. But if they can, them against Newcastle's at home is a really interesting yeah, one. That'd be fun. Um, I'm absolutely delighted that even if Southampton get past Watford, they're going to Anfield because <laughs> <laughs> we need to not have Southampton winning trophies. That's because Pompey aren't going to do it anytime soon. So they need to be on top of that. Southampton aren't going to win the FA Cup. I think it's fair. To Certainly say. not now. They're not. No, no, no. Um, and uh, I think, yeah, I think other than that, I think, yeah, I mean, to be honest though, the two All Premier League ties you've mentioned there, um, Luton, Man City, and and um, Wolves against Brighton, they are as 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 Premier League ties go, they are quite boring. Okay. That's what I think. All right, that's my take. Well, let's move on then. Let's yeah. go abroad, shall we? Oh, we could have Forest versus United at the City Ground, by the way, which would also be good. Let's wait for that. Uh, mm. Let's wait to see what Bristol City say about that. Yeah, they might have some opinions on that. Mm. We're going to Spain. Xavi has announced that he will leave Barcelona at the end of the season. Not quite as uh, uh, an emotional announcement as um, Jurgen Klopp, but still, Xavi is uh, Mr. Barcelona, lest we forget. So it was still quite something. Yeah. Um, this was, of course, just a week. After Jose Mourinho appeared at Barcelona Airport. 
He knows what he's doing there. Yeah. He knows what I he's like, doing. I love the way he said he appeared. Like, no record of him flying in here. It's a difficult it's one. Just, he's suddenly here. It's a difficult one for you, Jim. Another flight log lost, eh, Jim? Would you rather Mourinho went to Barcelona or Arteta? <laughs> <laughs> Don't answer now. I'm trying to understand that yeah. before, before formulating an answer. <laughs> think about it, mate. There's no way he can, can he? There's no well, way. Well, no, that's, that's surely just throwing everything at the wall but the isn't thing it? is about the thing about Mourinho is I'm not saying he's, I'm thinking I'm not saying he will he, we have to remember mm-hmm. that he has spent time there he's, yeah. he, he cut his teeth he coached there, there a long time he, ago he used it as a villain origin story yeah. sure. but he did start his career there as a manager or, or not maybe, as a manager as, look, as a kind of coach kind yeah, of thing. also has there ever been a better time to bring it down from the inside yeah it's already been done though mm. <laughs> just stamp it on the throat isn't it yeah I was going to say I mean there's no money to spend there well this um, is it but he'll still got, spend it it's, it's interesting the contrast between Klopp and, and Javi's um, announcements where Klopp talks about running out of energy um, and Javi is demonstrably the most tired man you've ever seen in your yeah. life just well, broken by the job intense. I mean t- to be fair to Javi you know, he did say this about his mental health you know, like oh, of I course. Just, he basically needs to move he said I've given everything I have the club needs a change of dynamic that's where Mourinho sort of pops up no not that type of dynamic mm. um, so I, you know one has to feel a little bit sorry because it would have been incredible for the club and for Javi to for that to have worked out but as you say Barcelona is such a mess I mean Villarreal beat them 5-3 on Saturday um, nice to see Eric Bailly though oh, he was amazing headbutted someone and then he scored a known goal yeah. it's great stuff glorious stuff yeah. you, you may not a DNA you can still find him is that what it is <laughs> yeah. these days yeah. my yeah. goodness that's, that's the legacy <laughs> alright let's talk about the African Cup of Nations uh, the DR Congo beat Egypt on penalties and that man uh, of course in net for, for DR Congo and Passy got the winning penalty it was a mammoth shootout after Ronald draw uh, Egypt down to, to 10 men and Egypt when they went down to 10 men in extra time obviously you can understand from their point of view it was kind of like let's play for penalties and I did think to myself, I understand that, but this is a routine that worked for you last time. Well, up until the final, and, and please, Egypt, win. Egypt had, had basically been shit houses for ages. Right? Yeah, yeah, and that's why I really wanted uh, DR Congo to win because I was like, come on, like yeah. let, let, seven this... years at medical school. <laughs> You know, you got to start getting, Do- getting the benefit of Dr. that. Dr. Congo, yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Come on, we, we've got to, we, please put this to bed. Yeah. Um, and then it go, what I found interesting, though, so as Egypt have a man sent off, the DR Congo then have to remove one of their outfield players as a penalty uh, Which is weird. Taker. That's a weird mm. law in my opinion. I think it's a stupid law. Yeah. yeah. You, like, you're essentially being punished for another team's mistake there, yeah. right? I, th- I think that they just like to keep it, if it goes all the way back round, you, you know who's coming and the, you know. But I think also that, that they, you might get, I suppose you might get into a situation where one player from one team has to take two penalties and the other team because the t- they're, they're short of a player mm. but overall I think that but again they've had the sending off as Jim says yeah, but what yeah. was interesting though is is that they only missed one each which were, were bad penalties but they happened in the same kind of phase yeah one went like, about three feet wide and one went about four yards over yeah and so so they get to it where it's it's seven each in the penalty shootouts well of course you've then had eight takers from each side so you have um, an outfield player and a goalkeeper left to take mm. well um Gabaski steps up the um, Egyptian goalkeeper and he thinks, oh, I'll, I'll have this. And he hits the bar. Now, he's stepped up where an Egyptian uh, outfield player didn't um, step up. Now, for whatever reason, I don't know. But then but then DR Congo respond by by getting Mpassi to go up. Now, I, I don't know. I wonder if they thought, oh, if you're going to play the goalkeeper, can't we? are going to bloody it? do it as yeah. well. Or if indeed they thought, no, our goalkeeper is clearly the ninth best, best taker, taker yeah. uh, rather than this chap here who's 
crapped himself. We've had Pickers and, doing it. Yeah, I know, but that was clearly... Yeah, Pickers was about the fifth one of England. Yeah. <laughs> this is what I mean. Like like I said... What do you want to happen? Well, I, I, I just find it interesting. There's no way that squad knows who is the ninth and tenth <laughs> best taker. Yeah. I think they've clearly seen the goalkeeper go up and whether they've thought, oh, we must play it or... No, sod you, we're going to do it. Because yeah. Impassi steps up there there's a little wry smile on his face before he takes it and yeah. then he coolly slots into the corner it was one of those little Marvelous. smiles where you think the camera's going to stop when he goes yeah that's me yeah, I bet yeah. you're wondering how I got in this position <laughs> <laughs> because, obviously he dispatches he dispatches pretty well it was I fantastic it was so, so yeah the game wasn't great but at least we got a, a, a great penalty shootout after it um, great like, to see um, Arthur uh, Masuaku involved as well by the way ex-West Ham yeah. now playing for uh, I presume in Turkey I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure he's playing in Turkey <laughs> it's, it's always yeah. a safe bet um, Nigeria in the quarterfinals beat Cameroon 2-0 Andre Anana's tournament finishes having played one match and registering yeah. no saves I expected to see him yesterday actually in the FA Cup get that flight home yeah, yeah. right I mean, like show that enthusiasm <laughs> I mean it's remarkable that stat though no saves yeah. I mean, he played one game they, they, they lost it of course and, yeah. and, and now they're out uh, but Nigeria though um, former Fulham man Adamola Lookman scored both I mean he really gave the keeper a chance to save it with both strikes yeah. Yeah. the first one like, <laughs> yeah. you know it, look it went in and that's Is that the one where they all, end up, they all end up in the net basically, basically yeah yeah, yeah. Um, uh, current Fulham man Calvin Bassey though setting up the second yeah Alex Iwobi pulling the strings yeah, Alex Iwobi playing central midfield. Yeah, he often does for Fulham though. Sometimes he can play out wide, but if he has two sitting behind him, he's he's, he's... right. That, that's a kind of playmaker type role. He, in this mm. in this um, game, he was looked like he was playing like a straight midfield role. Yeah, it's more industry though, I would say yeah. than, than, than than creative uh, stuff in there. But, but <laughs> that's, get... a, that's damning with faint praise. Well, no, but I mean, you could say the same about Pereira. It's, that's the job he does for Fulham, and it's, mm. it's a good job. But please, I beg of you, get Everton's Iwobi out of your head. I will, no, I will. Because that, that Iwobi's gone. We've got Fulham process. and Nigeria Iwobi It's now. a gentle de-radicalisation process. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like leaving the Church of Scientology. Right, it I takes see. a while. It's just yeah. like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, did you see that regular Guinea beat Equatorial Guinea 1-0? It did. Guinea and, Derby. Yeah, 98th minute winner. Yeah, it, was, it was an incredible scene. Yeah. Uh, he's, <laughs> he scores the win in the 98th minute. And then, for those of you who haven't seen the goal and the celebrations afterwards, he's just gone. Yeah, he's, yeah. He, he, he just goes and everyone comes and the, and the camera's on him and he's yeah. into the distance. Everyone's just off. Yeah, they It are. was incredible. Yeah, it was class. That's yeah. exactly what you want. You're like, get involved. Wherever you are, get involved. Are we going to have a surprise winner? Because well, so we're going to have one of Dr. Congo, the yes. good doctor, and regular <laughs> Guinea in the semi. Um, so you know, one of those one of those going through the semi-final. Angola against Nigeria in the other quarterfinal at the top um, of the draw yeah. seems like it might be easy enough for Nigeria. Um, and then we've still got the other the other quarterfinals to be decided. Uh-huh. But we've got Cape Verde versus Mauritania in one of the mm. round of 16 games. Yep, yep, yep. Um, you know, I mean, you've still got some big hitters in there, obviously. Senegal, Nigeria, Ivory Coast, Nigeria. Morocco yeah. would, would, I think Morocco will fancy this. They'll look at that and think, you know. Because of their performance in the last <coughs> tournament. I don't yeah. know too much about South Africa, but Morocco would be favourites for that. They'd be favourites against um, Bebe in Cape Verde and, and Mauritania. And then, you know, you, you're kind of looking ahead, you're mapping it, aren't you? Yeah. Um, Senegal, I mean, Ivory Coast, you know, I understand they've got the home advantage. They're not going to be here. But they, they are. Yeah. And yeah. they've not got Harvey Renard. That's not happening, sadly. No. For, well, he's for sort us. of everywhere, though, isn't he? He's hovering over, hovering over the whole tournament, really. Yeah. I mean, that's he kind has, of, he's been seen. Yeah, yeah. He's very much. But do you think he wanted to be seen, Jim? Because the last time we saw him, he was stood up fully in the stands wearing a very tight skin. Camouflage t shirt. Leopard, leopard yeah, skin that's shirt. Right. Yeah. yeah, I think so if you're I, Renard, I don't you know. were born to be seen, <laughs> weren't you? Yeah. We, Jim, we want to see him. Yeah. So he's only given us what we want. So um, I, I think it's an interesting one. I think you would expect. 
expect Dr. Congo to beat Guinea, but if, look, we're trying to map it out. It doesn't mm. work out like this, everybody. No, um, it does not. We shall do see. A lot, lot of football to be played. Yeah, um, uh, come from. The Ford tweeted us, uh, highlight of the weekend is not the player getting sent off in uh, the Guinea versus Equatorial Guinea game. Uh, but as the ref is sending him off and the injured player is being looked at, a member of the Guinea team is just doing kick-ups in the background. <laughs> yeah. You can see this. It's quite a lovely Yeah, because and the reason that's funny is because the other his teammate got kicked in the chest yeah. quite hard and yeah. he's on the deck. And, and he's not, but he's not bothered. It was a definite render. It's also, oh, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Was. The player pleading his innocence. Yeah. It's just like, come on. It's funny I, once you know the result as well, isn't it? Yeah, it yeah. is. But I, I, I wanted the ref to come to just grab him and go, "Are you right? Come here. Let's yeah. let's watch it together." Yeah. Right? <laughs> now you tell me what you've done yeah, wrong there. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> All right, I see what you mean. Yeah, you got you got sixty seconds from my whistle to make your representations <laughs> as to what you've done there. Convince me. I won the way off. Yeah. Don't forget to grab your studs up the guy's chest, will you? <laughs> Get them back <laughs> on your way out. Oh, dearie me. Yeah, it's been a great tournament, Africa of Nations. Much yeah. more open than last time around, so we are enjoying it. Anyway, thank you very much for listening to the Football Ramble, part of the ACAST Creator Network. Myself, Pete, Jim and Andy are back on Wednesday for the, another episode of this thing we call the Football Ramble. Um, do follow us on uh, Twitter, as some people um, call X, TikTok, Instagram and YouTube, at Football Ramble. And don't forget to subscribe on your podcast app. Worth pointing out, there's a full Premier League stint this there week is. as well. So lots of reasons to listen on Wednesday. Yeah, absolutely. Um, right. Off the back of such amazing, illustrious fixtures like Crystal Palace versus Sheffield United and Fulham versus Everton. Better. There we go. There we are. Thank you, Luke Moore. Cheers. Thank you, Jim Campbell. Thank you, everybody. See you on Wednesday. The Football Ramble is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. 